1: This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. With my man, Harry Douglas, I'm Freddie Coleman. Together, we're presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell that smart speaker of yours to play ESPN Radio. Harry, before we get the show started today, we have to send out some condolences to the son of Shannon Penn, our producer, Braylon. Yes, Braylon is a massive Lamar Jackson fan. When we had our pre-show meeting today, Shannon was banished to his room because his wife was having a meeting with her group downstairs. So the whole Theo Huxtable vibe was working with Shannon behind him. And then Shannon said, and look what's in his room, a big old poster fathead of Lamar Jackson. It has not been a good 24-plus hours for Braylon Penn. No, it it
2: really hasn't been, and I send my condolences to him as well, Shannon, because that was a heartbreaker on Sunday. Um, and I know he's feeling the wrath of what transpired on that football field. And, and he probably hates Patrick Mahomes right now at this moment. <laughs> Does he? But, but it's going to be okay. <laughs> it will be okay. Um, oh, no! Nah, let me tell you what Braylon Penn did. <laughs> <laughs> Braylon Penn, look, Braylon Penn took off his Lamar Jackson jersey.
1: He put on his Patrick Mahomes jersey. Oh, he did? Oh, no, he didn't. No, really. He winning. <laughs> no, Man, he didn't. He played both sides of the Civil War? Really? Never wow. lost. <laughs> so I never ever want to hear you guys get on me for having two football teams. When it comes to the Cowboys and Jets, he See what you started Shannon. He literally <laughs> went from a guy that's on his wall to the guy that beat the guy on his wall, and I'm catching strays from you guys about having two teams. Don't let I me have, into that. that I have that's a Shannon. <laughs>
2: No, that, 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 that's what no, I'm saying. I have a question, Shannon. Okay, yeah. What are you teaching him at home? <laughs>
1: that, calling, that's the biggest question. Are we calling in the parental situation Yes.
2: Now? What are you teaching your son to where he takes off Lamar Jackson's jersey <laughs> and throwing on Patrick Mahomes' jersey, and you come on here proud as hell that he did it?
1: <laughs> Look, you don't got to get ready if you stay ready. Okay. Good comeback, by the way. I can't lie on that one. Good facts. comeback. Facts, says, facts, <laughs> says, facts. So, Championship Sunday's over. We want to hear from you at Triple say espn 888-729-3776 on the Freddie and Harry Carlin line. Did the Lions lose the NFC Championship game? Or did the 49ers call it a comeback, even though Brock Prady has not been here for years? 888-729-3776. Did the Lions lose the NFC Championship game? Or did the Brock Prady 49ers come back and call it a comeback? 888 So now that we got to the switching jersey thing, we get to... The main thing,
0: the main thing. The main thing, 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 the main thing. The main thing with Freddie
1: and Harry. I'm going to use this word. When it comes to the Baltimore Ravens and the Detroit Lions, Harry Douglas, losing on Championship Sunday to the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers, respectively. That word is tight. Yeah. The Ravens play like that in the first half and the Lions definitely play like that in the second half.
2: And first I I gotta I gotta give a shout out to all these players that played in, in both of the games though, Freddie, because mm-hmm. uh some of these guys it was the biggest stages of their lives. And what transpired on the negative side for many of these players, it's going to be hard, Freddie. To get it out of their minds. Absolutely. I, and, 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 I, and I know from experience, there are things that happened in the 2012 NFC Championship game that I will never let go as long as I'm living. What's the, I,
1: what's the main one that you will never well, forget?
2: Well, for me is, you know, third and two, third and three. I have a wheel route, throw the defender down. I'm butt naked, wide open, <laughs> but I can't see the ball because it's caught in the lights. Right. And I throw my hands out there at the last minute and catch the ball, but I fall down. It would have been a walk-in touchdown, right? And we would have went up. In that ballgame, I think with with, with, uh, probably less than three or four minutes to go in the NFC Championship. And that would have put us ahead. So Mm -hmm. I I think about that over and over and over again. I will never be able to let it go. So there's there's things for the Baltimore Ravens, uh, and particularly a guy like Zay Flowers, Lamar Jackson, Mm -hmm. you know, and then on the Detroit Lions side – Dan Campbell with his fourth-down decisions. Right. You know, Jared Goff when he missed, you mm. know, LaPorta on the corner route. Mm-hmm. Josh Reynolds dropping two footballs. Jameer Gibbs, mm-hmm. the corner that dropped the interception. Yeah. There are things that transpired in both of those ball games, right. and, and, and I promise you this. I'm not, I'm not telling y'all a lie. That mm. those players would think about for as long as they're living. They will not get over it.
1: Because if you're the Baltimore Ravens, here's why I use the word tight when it comes to both of these teams. That, that's why I differentiated between halves what I saw from the Ravens in the first half, what I saw from the Lions in the second half. Both of those teams did not think this was going to happen. When it comes to the Baltimore Ravens, they tried bully tactics early. Coming into this game, they were the big, bad bully on that block. Man, they were just like homeboy from Friday on that little old bike, Tiny Lister, that was the Baltimore Ravens. And they tried Jedi mind tricks when the game got started with a kicker. Justin Tucker getting in the way of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey while they're trying to warm up. And I can't remember the player's name that got into it on the sidelines of the Kansas City Chiefs. They went out there and said, we're the bully on the block. You oh, guys, I remember his name. What's his name? I what's think it, it was r Not number okay. 10. The yeah. guy that gave up that play to Marquez right. yeah. Valdez-Scantley yeah. at the yeah. end of the game. Right, he tried to be R-did. Yeah. He was r Not before yeah. the game got Ta- started. Take your ass the over there and get
2: ready, son, so exactly. you don't give up a third down they, to, yeah. that, that allowed the Kansas City Chiefs to seal the game.
1: Exactly. They did not think the Kansas City Chiefs would bully them back because they controlled the line of scrimmage in the first half, the Kansas City Chiefs. The offensive line did it because I didn't hear Matabuki's name until the second half. And that guy's been an all-pro in the middle mm-hmm. of that defense. I barely heard Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen's name. You know why? Because that front five and that offensive line for Kansas City said, yeah, you may try that BS, but we're going to bully you back. And they, would, they, would, they didn't even stand up against that team in the first half. And then in the second half, the defensive line was all over the place, all over the place against the Baltimore Ravens. They did not think the Kansas City Chiefs were going to bully them back Like they tried the bullying, but they did everybody else bullying everybody else. Now it comes to the Detroit Lions. They didn't think that this guy was going to be good enough to beat them in the second half, and his name is Purdy, Brock Purdy.
2: The love, the brotherhood, it's real. It's the NFL. I guess you could say it's a business, but guys care about each other in this locker room and and what we've been through. And we got a core group of guys that have been here for the last couple years, and and the standard and culture that they've built. And then the guys that Kyle and John brings in, like everyone fits that mold. And you know, it showed tonight in a huge moment. Like if you're down 17, you got to care about each other, and you got to love each other to get a comeback going. And so I think we showed that tonight. Man, that was a thing, the beauty to watch from Brock Purdy. Go, Brock, go. <laughs> Let the world and the haters know. <laughs> go, Brock, go. Let the world and the haters know. Boy, <laughs> it was so many people upset with Brock Purdy that he uh-huh. was a It didn't look good in the first half. It didn't. But, but what they what, what got blinded, though, Brock Purdy threw an early interception Absolutely. early in that football game, right? Got his hand hit. Okay, it happens. But he did make some throws in that first half. That I thought there were some masterful throws, but okay. in the second half, he was doing this thing. Devin came when he's able to go thirteen for sixteen mm-hmm. for hundred and seventy-four yards and a touchdown, and looked like Michael Vick, but the hey, white hey, version hey, out there. Wow. I see you, Brock Purdy. Are you you ca- did
1: it. Wait, are you calling him Vanilla Vick? Is that Vanilla
2: Vick out there <laughs> doing this thing, letting the world know that hey? You can call me a game manager all you want to, uh-huh. but when that Mack truck is on my back and my team <laughs> needs me, I'm going to make the throws, uh-huh. and I'm going to let you all know. Go,
1: Brock, go. Harry Douglas, Freddie Cohen together, and Freddie and Harry and ESPN and radio, and based on what you just said, other than that, Lucky throw to Brandon Ayuk where it hit the guy in the face mask. That's why he plays DB, not WR, because WRs come up with those situations and that football in that situation. The Lions did not think for one second that Brock Purdy was going to do that when they had that 17 point lead at halftime. That's why Dan Campbell made those kind of decisions because he felt so confident that that dude on the other side was not going to look like that. He said, I know what you did to Detroit, the green Bay last week. You ain't doing that to us. They did not think that that could happen. And the minute that it flipped like that, because you mentioned the stats in the second half, 13 to 16, he also ran three times for 52 yards. All three times he ran for first downs in that ball game. He didn't look to slide. He didn't look to take the easy way out. He was putting it on the line for his football team. That's why they looked tight in the second half. Because the minute that Purdy, Brock Purdy, got became vanilla vic, to use your terminology or not mine, <laughs> the minute that he did that, the Lions didn't know what to do. The same way the Ravens didn't know what to do when they tried to bully Kansas City and it didn't work in the first half of that football game.
2: Well, it's just the the mental, to be able to have the mental and also the physical to get things done in the heat of the moment, right? His football team, Brock Purdy, that is, they were behind in this game. Yep. And he made the necessary plays. Now it's not his job to go over there on Detroit's side and say, "Hey, defensive players, you, when I throw a gift to you, you got to catch it. If uh-huh. they don't catch it, that's their bad."
1: Absolutely.
2: Right. But if you don't catch it, mm-hmm. don't allow Brock Purdy to make you pay, and that's what he was able to do. So I'm, 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 I'm cool in saying what I'm about to say right now, Freddie Coleman. Okay. All right. See, for Purdy, sometimes you have to rock out with your Brock out. Oh Lord. And he did his thing. <laughs> Shout out to my boy, Purdy. Brock Purdy,
1: that is.
0: You got to rock (laughs) out with his Brock out? You got
1: to rock out with your Brock out, baby. (laughs) Oh, goodness gracious. (laughs) Save us all at 888 say espn 888-729-3776. On the Freddie and Harry Carlin line, your thoughts on Championship Sunday, the Ravens lose to the Chiefs, the Lions lose to the 49ers. And speaking of that, did the Lions lose it, or did the 49s with Vanilla Vic? The Brock man having his Brock out when it comes to Brock Purdy. Did he help him come back and win it? 888-729-3776. Marshawn from the great state of Iowa. Marshawn, what you got, my friend? Oh, he lost him? Oh, not too many Marshawns live in Iowa. No, 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 no. Y'all put two and two together. Just put it out there. Not too many Barshaws live in Iowa. So when you get one from Iowa, it's like a unicorn. You want to see if it actually exists when it comes to stuff like that. Let's go to Blitz in Virginia. Blitz, what you got to say, my friend? I think we have all kinds of problems today. No one wants to talk to us, Harry Douglas.
2: Wow, it's okay because I, I, I don't know talking I
1: I'm about to say, carry on. You know, yeah. we, Dan Campbell and those decisions, yep. in my opinion, because he made those decisions, that's who he's been all year. They've been aggressive. I saw a stat 20 or 25 times. They've gone for it on fourth and three. 20 out of 25 times they were successful. He made those decisions because that's exactly who he's been all season long, but it came back to home this team in the second half.
2: Show show did, and he's going to be sitting at home watching that Super Bowl too. (laughs) Sometimes it's okay to take points. And I I understand that's been your identity the entire year, but I'm also a fan of understanding – the ebbs and flows of a football game, understanding where the game is at the moment when you decide to go for it on fourth down. Now, that second one in the second half, uh, you have to understand the three previous possessions you it was fourth and two you didn't get it Turnover Mm. on downs you also had a fumble by jameer gibbs and then on the third possession you had a drop ball on third and ten by josh reynolds yeah right so two drops in there by josh reynolds so you have to understand the room or should i say you have to understand the stadium and your football team at the moment yeah i understand that he was going for and if you know they didn't get it, and San Francisco went down and kicked the field goal. they only be down six. They got a chance to win it. No, but if you have an opportunity to tie the ball game in, in which the three previous possessions you came up empty and yeah. things were in disarray for your football team from an offensive standpoint, right. you got to have some positivity go along and put that game in your field goal's kicker to allow him to tie it up. He mentioned that
1: opinion. when it comes to Dan Campbell, he talked about going forward on fourth down and being very transparent about, this could have been their best
0: shot in Detroit. I just felt really good about us converting and uh, getting our momentum and not letting them play long ball. You know, they were bleeding the clock out. That's what they do. And I wanted to get the upper hand back. And it's easy hindsight, and I get it, you know. I get that. But I don't regret those decisions. And that's hard because, you know, they didn't. we didn't come through. We wasn't able to, to work out. But I just I don't. And I understand the scrutiny I'll get. That's part of the gig, man. But – this didn't work out. This may have been a shot. Do I think that? No. Do I believe that? No. However, I I know how hard it is to get here. I, I'm well aware, and it's going to be twice as hard to get back to this point next year than it was this year.
1: Blitz and Virginia's got something to say about this in the Freddie and Harry call line at eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six on ESPN Radio. Blitz, what you got to say, my friend? We're still trying to work out the issue. Can y'all hear with, me? Oh, we got you now, Blitz. There you there go. You go. There you go, Blitz. What you got, uh, my friend? What's going on, man? We're good. We're my trying man. to reach our brothers for a hot minute, man. <laughs> well, the minute I, is
0: here. I, Make it hot. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Uh, like my man said, the white, the white Mike Vick. <laughs> it, was, it was just. It took their heart, man. Detroit, their heart was gone. It was, it was pathetic. They just gave up, man. You can see the body language and. 49ers bought it, man. Detroit had it in their hands and gave it away.
2: See, you, you heard what Blitz just mentioned right there. He said the body language. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that Spot I on wanted. by him, by I, the way. I yeah. wanted Dan Campbell to realize with his football team, when you go down there three separate times and there are plays that aren't made, mm-hmm. you have an opportunity to kick a field goal on that fourth possession. Yeah. You gotta take it. Yeah. Also, we heard in in, in the post game from Nick Bosa. When they really knew that they had an opportunity, and he said it was when that fourth and two Mm -hmm. uh, wasn't converted, that's when they knew, okay, we're good, right? So in my opinion, you gave the San Francisco 49ers the CPR that they needed, right? You gave them life. You allowed them to breathe by those decisions Also topped off by the inability of the Detroit Lions to make plays in crucial moments. That third and 10 drop by Josh Reynolds, that was huge. That fumble by Jameer Gibbs, that was huge. That other drop by Josh Reynolds, that was huge. On top of not making the proper decisions, in my opinion, as a head coach coach to kick field goals or kick a field goal when you knew your team had been suffering from an offensive standpoint leading up into that moment?
1: The Lions, in my opinion, this is just me. You can take it any way you want. They got overwhelmed by the moment. Other than the drop passes, I thought they got overwhelmed and it affected their coaching staff. And I thought the men that Brock Purdy got everything going for the San Francisco 49ers were like, oh my God, he can make plays to beat us. By the way, last two second halves with Brock Purdy in the playoffs, they've had 10 drives. The 49s have scored on eight of them. All five second half drives (laughs) yesterday, they scored on all five second half drives. They did not think that was going to happen. And the minute that Brock Purdy got loose and they couldn't bring him back into the corral, it affected everybody. Blitz mentioned body language. Not just players, but, Harry, you mentioned with the coach. You could tell on the sidelines there was a sense of, oh, my God, that Vanilla Vic is doing his thing when it comes to Brock Purdy, and they couldn't match up. And you point out something before we got started today. The Lions had perfect balance in the first half play calling. They ran 41 plays, 20 passing, 20 rushing. In the second half, 20 passing, 8 rushing. If that's not panic body language based on the fact they did not think that was going to happen – by the 49ers being down by 17 points, Blitz of Virginia, and you combine on that one. I don't know what that looked like, but I know what it looked like at the end when it came to the Detroit Lions.
2: Now, before I get on Ben Johnson, who's done a phenomenal job this season, let me go back to Brock Purdy. Go, Brock, go. <laughs> let all your haters know. He did his thing. Now, let me get back to Ben Johnson. 21 rush attempts in the first half for 148 yards and three touchdowns only eight rushing attempts in the second half for 34 yards. hmm That's inexcusable. And it it seems to me, Freddie, when you look at the AFC championship game and the NFC championship game, and we had two opponents that lost it, the Detroit Lions and also the Baltimore Ravens, who were top five in rushing this year. I don't know what the hell Todd Monkey was doing. They only rushed the football for 16 attempts.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Lamar Jackson had eight of them.
1: Yep, in the first half.
2: They were the number one rushing team in the National Football League. Yep. Ben Mm -hmm. Johnson, what are y'all doing to not keep up the run game? Yeah. In the
1: second half. It's like they got away from everything. Well, the Ravens got away from it early because in the first half, they ran the ball nine times. Lamar had five. Gus Edwards had only one. I know. How do you have a guy, Gus Edwards, who is your between-the-tackles runner, he gets only one time to run the ball in the first half? And then in the second half, like you mentioned the Detroit Lions, when I saw them throwing the football, I said, I hope you don't think that Jared Goff's going to win you this football game. Because if that's the case, then that's the wrong path to take. If you're the Detroit Lions, I understand the Baltimore Ravens putting things in Lamar Jackson's hands. But giving up on the running game, those two go hand to hand to hand together with Baltimore. Why they were so successful. Same thing with Detroit. Why they were so successful getting to that point. It's as if they forgot to say, what do we do best? Ah, let's just throw that out. We can do anything we want. And they bit him in the behind when it came to Detroit in the second half and Baltimore in the first half.
2: Let me give credit across the board from both games. So, the defensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, Steve Spagnola,
1: Shout how out to he. him. How great Right?
2: Because he yep. dictated what he wanted the Baltimore Ravens to do. And they fell for it like boo-boo the foo-foo. <laughs> and when I look at Brock Purdy and what he was able to do, but also Kyle Shanahan recognizing yeah. at halftime that Debo Samuel has only touched the football three times.
1: Uh-huh. What the did third, he do?
2: The third quarter alone. I saw you put that five, on Twitter. Yep. He had five touches. Mm-hmm. Yep. Get my guy the ball.
1: Mm-hmm. You get your playmakers the football, yep. or you put the ball in the hands of your playmakers to see what they can do with it. The Lions didn't do that in the second half, and the Ravens didn't do that in the first half. The Ravens tried to bully their way. Didn't work. The Lions tried to finesse their way in the second half. It didn't work. And now they're on the outside looking in as we get 49 of the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl in 13 days. Lou hit us on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and at H Douglas eighty three. Sweet Lou says for me the turning point in Lions versus Niners was that fumble by the Lions deep in Niners territory. It deflated them and Campbell deep in San Francisco territory. Bruh, take the points. That's from Lou hanging without without hanging out with us. Excuse me on Twitter. Keep winning on Championship Sunday. What happened to the Ravens? Did the Lions lose it? Or did the 49ers come back and win it? Let us know at 888-ESPN, 729 He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. I'm Freddie Harry. And I tried to warn y'all about being down with the King when it comes to Mahomes. But plenty of y'all didn't want to listen. Just like they said in The Wire, you come at the King, you best not miss. That's next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
0: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there.
1: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It is a reggae Monday known as Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance with Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on SiriusXM Channel 80. And I always tell your smart speaker The play ESPN Raider. You heard Mitch Holtis with a call on 106.5 The Wolf in Kansas City as the Chiefs for the sixth time in the FC Championship game. For the fourth time in the last five years, they're going to play in a Super Bowl. Come on, doubters! I know you got more to say. I haven't heard a peep out any of you guys at triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six or on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and H Douglas eighty three. I warned y'all about <laughs> the king when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. I said you bet against this dude at your own peril. It's ironic, Harry Douglas, that in the great city of Baltimore, where my all time favorite crime drama was filmed. The Wire. Omar said you come for the king. You best not miss. They even tried it with a field goal kicker to get under his skin with Justin Tucker. And what does he do? Complete his first 11 passes. And then Andy Reid had the unmitigated audacity on a third and short when Baltimore was thinking they're just going to throw it short or run the football. And he threw a pass down the field to Marquez Valdez Scantling and put it on his chest to say, y'all can beat it now because you came for the King and you completely missed one of the Baltimore Ravens.
2: I think one of the things that stood out to me though, Freddie, from the start of the game, you mentioned warmups and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, um, getting underneath the skin, you know, of Justin Tucker, the kicker. Now, and who knows when he went back and told his teammates. Uh, but I thought the Baltimore Ravens were the immature team in this, in, this, in this game. Absolutely. And the Kansas City Chiefs looked like a team that has been to four Super Bowls, now going to four Super Bowls. Like, they've been there and done it. It's just so many little things of the football game that played out in the favor of Kansas City and not in Baltimore that I thought could have been prevented Now, we also have to understand Andy Reid at the coin toss deciding that, you know what, I want my defense to go on the field first. Absolutely, yep. Because my defense has, even though I have the the standard of the National Football League when it comes to the quarterback position, uh-huh. I want to go on defense first. And then when they got the football back, it was 10 plays, 86 yards, 5 minutes and 45 seconds that highlighted a fourth and two connection between Patrick Mahomes and also Travis Kelsey. How good
1: was that throw, by the way?
2: Unbelievable. And people don't understand how hard it is because when you're rolling to your right, normally the last read on that play is the the naked over okay. coming across the football field, but the ball placement, because Stevens, in my opinion, had good coverage, but Patrick Mahomes put the football only where Patrick Mahomes could put that football. The same thing with the touchdown of to Travis Kelsey on that first drive as well. right? I thought Cal Hamilton had excellent coverage, mm-hmm. but when you have a throw that can beat excellent coverage and a quarterback who's a standard of the National Football League and the greatest tight end that ever played the game in Travis Kelsey, they make it work. But then was that second drive 16 plays 75 yards nine minutes and two seconds where they converted four third down conversions freddie You talk about imposing your will Mm -hmm. and letting people know that you're not going to bully us. We're going to dictate to you. We're going to show you how it's going to be today. Masterful from Andy Reid to Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey to Steve Spagnuolo and company. The Kansas City Chiefs understood the moment, and they thrived in it.
1: You mentioned that second possession by Kansas City. Third and one, completion of Kelsey. Third and four, completion of Rasheed Weiss. Then on a third down and three, Mahomes runs for a first down. Then, on uh, also, Kelsey laid out third and five, hit Kelsey. And then, two plays laid out, The Mahomes ran for a first down. Pacheco scores a the touchdown. They did what the Baltimore Ravens usually do mm-hmm. they took their time, methodical run, pass. They did not get away from the identity. When you're the king of the NFL and people doubt you, you don't forget if you're Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City.
2: Yeah, it was cool. Just going into two hostile environments, having to come together as a team and, and to win those games and, and hold that trophy. It really was special, but if I had my choice, I'd rather do it at Arrowhead, so we'll try. After we go through the Super Bowl and hopefully win it, we're going to try to get it back at Arrowhead next year. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't like losing any any games, so every loss, it, I feel like, is tough. We always had everything we wanted in front of us, and we had that mindset, and Coach Reed preaches that every single day we come into the building, and no one hung their head, and everybody was ready to go, and now we're going to the Super Bowl, and like I said, we're not done. You know the movie Friday when <laughs> when mm-hmm. Debo hit red? Uh-huh. Come around here messing with these people. Patrick <laughs> Mahomes talking like that in post-game interview. Uh-huh. Come around there messing with them people if you want to. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes gonna make you pay. Yeah. There's They've been the consistent, <laughs> the consistency that the NFL... Embodies when it comes to hey, can you be cons- be consistent on a regular basis? Mm-hmm. And I can't help but think about this. And, and 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 as much as I love Lamar Jackson, he's a fellow Louisville alum. I love him. He came up short. He, he failed did. in the biggest moment of his career. Yeah. He's seen by the sink, Freddie. He was hesitant at times to mm-hmm. to run the football. I thought he was holding the ball entirely too long in the pocket. Fact. He missed a lot of throws down the field. Keep going. And I just felt like he wasn't his normal self. And I understand coming into the season, you wanted to work on being able to play from the pocket more. But in games of that magnitude, in the AFC Championship game versus a guy like Patrick Mahomes, the hell with that pocket. You, you got to revert back to your, your greatest strengths. And, hey, if it's not there, I got to go.
1: Yeah, no doubt about that. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together, and Freddie and Harry and ESPN radio, you made me think of something you just said about taking away your identity or taking away from you. And I said it last week. It was magnified yesterday. Patrick Mahomes puts more pressure on anybody else than anybody in sports. There is nobody around that you are affected that way mentally, and not just defensively. Because the Baltimore Ravens, like I said, they thought they could bully them. When Patrick Mahomes told their kicker, if you don't get out of here with that tee, I'm going to strangle you with it. And he took that tee and tossed it aside. Like, I don't know who you think you are. But in my last six playoff games, Patrick Mahomes, I've thrown 11 touchdowns and no interceptions. I know what I can do. The last thing you need is to poke this bear. And poke this king. And then Travis Kelsey comes Justin, beat it. We'll see the Pro Bowl, but knock that nonsense off. That's my quarterback. That that, this is his team. That's my quarterback. This is his NFL. When you (laughs) do stuff like that, do you actually think a guy like that's just gonna sit back and say, Man, we'll get him on the field, guys. Gosh darn it, let's not go. Imagine Holmes like, all right, this is how it's gonna be. Watch me work and watch my smoke when it comes to that. And by the way, speaking of watching the smoke, when you mentioned Travis Kelsey, Here's Travis Kelsey's last 12 playoff game, 12 playoff games, excuse me. Eight catches, 109 yards, a touchdown. 13 catches, a buck 18, two touchdowns. 10 catches, a buck 33. Five catches, a buck away, one touchdown. Eight catches, 86 yards, one touchdown. Mm -hmm. 10 catches, 95 yards, a touchdown. 14 catches, 98 yards, two touchdowns. Seven catches, 78 yards, one touchdown. Six catches, 81 yards, a touchdown. Seven catches, 71 yards five catches, 75 yards, two touchdowns. Then yesterday, 11 catches on 11 targets for a buck 16 and a touchdown. His last 12 playoff games, Travis Kelsey, because Taylor Swift was supposed to be his his Yoko Ono, this John Lennon. 104 catches, 1,178 yards, 13 touchdowns in his last 12 playoff games. Those were the two guys that Justin Tucker decided to provoke yesterday when it comes to those two. You do nonsense like that, and you haven't been there, and you're going to be that juvenile where you get what you deserve when you're the Baltimore Ravens. You know what else that
2: tells me, Freddie? What's that? That defensive coordinators might want to be better in game planning. Because (laughs) if going into games, you know Travis Kelsey is option one, and he's the greatest tight end that, that has ever done it. He surpassed Jerry Rice with the most reception in playoff history. I would think at some point I played with Tony Gonzalez and I witnessed defensive coordinators Mm. put two guys over Tony Gonzalez at times to not even let him off the line of scrimmage. Well, you would think at some point you would not give Travis Kelsey free access. What is free access? Everyone listening is probably asking me. Well, I'm not just going to let him run free off the line of scrimmage and get into his route combination. I want guys to jack him up at the line. I want guys to beat him up. If you're going to get a personal foul, I'm not condoning this. I'm Mm. just saying. If you're going to get a personal foul, get a personal foul beating his ass up at the line of scrimmage. Frustrate him the entire day. Don't let them off. Mm-hmm. Hold them up. That's what they said when I was kind pass versus the Steelers and James Harrison was coming. He said, hold them up. Oh, <laughs> so no. put two guys over them uh-huh. and don't let them off the line of scrimmage, especially on third downs. You don't have to do it every time. Right. But on third downs and key moments of the ball game, you cannot allow Travis Kelsey to have free access off the line of scrimmage and get into his route combination without a hand being put on him.
1: If they played defense the way they were running their mouth, before the game and during, at times in the first half, if they played that kind of defense, the way they were mouth almighty, tongue everlasting, before the game got started during the first half, they would have been a lot better against Kansas City. They didn't think they were that tough. Baltimore said, we're the biggest, most physical tough team in the National Football League. We went against another tough team in their building in San Francisco, and we beat the blood out of them. Nobody is tougher than we are. And you know what? They got in their feelings. And Kansas City said, We'll fee. Because you guys keep coming at the king. We'll
0: fee. Because man, that
1: king guy quarterback, he's pretty damn tough when it comes this, to Patrick Mahomes.
2: This man, Travis Kelsey, had 98 yards and a touchdown at halftime yesterday. Mm-hmm. At what point, if you're Mike McDonald, <laughs> do you say to yourself, okay, we need to adjust something on these sidelines because what, we, what we're doing is not working. And then all the Kansas City Chiefs offensive players were doing, Every time the Ravens sent a blitz, you just replace what a blitz is. You
1: vacated where the guy used to be. There you go. They they, they made it work. They made it work. Absolutely. Either way, he's the king. And it's not even close in the National Football League when it comes to Patrick Mahomes II in Kansas City. And you're going to have to get used to two weeks of him. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey whether you like it or not <laughs> it's good for the show it's good for the soul and if you're the NFL damn it, it's good for their country as far as that goes we want to hear from you at H say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six on the Freddie and Harry call line your thoughts on the Ravens coming up short and missing at the kingdom is Patrick Mahomes and the Lions blew it or the Forty Nines ers come back in San Francisco 888-729-3776. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together with Freddie and Harry. And this is ESPN Radio.
0: The Freddie and Harry Podcast.
1: It is Reggae Monday known as Freddie and Harry. Presented by Progressive Insurance with Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman on Sirius XM Channel 80. And also that smart speaker that play ESPN Radio. Where the Chiefs and the 49ers, they're not sweating. They're in the Super Bowl. They're going to play each other 13 days from now. But what happened to the Baltimore Ravens in the first half? What happened to the Detroit Lions in the second half? Did the Lions blow it? Did the Chiefs have a chance to say, don't come at the king. You best not miss not having the Baltimore. All those things we want to hear from you in one way or another at 888-ESPN, Be heard on the Freddie and Harry call-in line. Like Kelly, one of our favorites, Kells in Illinois. Miss Kelly, how are you this Monday?
0: Well, you know what Crow tastes like? I'm just going to tell you. Well, I'm going to tell you something, Freddie. I'm so sorry. I doubted you and your Kansas City Chiefs, and I do believe that Lamar is still on the field watching, watching balls pass by. What the hell happened? Did he not? Did he stay in the locker? What happened? What happened? It was horrible. And let me tell you something about Detroit. They got away from the fundamentals of football.
2: Well, I'll tell you this, what, what happened to the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson, honestly, they were shell-shocked, man. And, and I don't think there's any other way you can put it. What Steve Spagnolo was able to do as a defensive play caller, but also being versatile defensively by you know going to different personnel groupings and mm-hmm. dictating what he wanted from the Baltimore Ravens in an offensive standpoint, and Lamar Jackson just sitting back there in the pocket at times entirely too long to me, that's exactly what happened. And then when you have seen the deep balls, whether it was to Odell Beckham Jr., Rashad Bateman, or whoever he may have thrown the football to, there were entirely too many misses, in my opinion. And I thought the football was a little too flat, too much on a line drive, not enough air under it to give receivers a chance to actually run underneath those footballs or whatnot. But I just think it's a learning experience for Lamar Jackson. And here's Mm. what I'll say. Okay when those moments arise, you want to capitalize because it's not a guarantee that you're going to be there again. No doubt. Now it's a guarantee for the Kansas city chiefs because we've seen them there for the last six years. So now it's, it's only one slot. Fred. It's only one slot, Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> only one slot.
1: The church doors are open courtesy to right Reverend Harry Douglas when it comes to Kansas city in <laughs> the last six years, Glenn in the great city of Philadelphia, big Glenn, what you got my man.
0: Hey, two, two things. One thing, uh, Kansas City has a lot of weapons, but you cannot let uh, Travis Kelsey Kelsey beat you. Second thing regarding Detroit, I'd like uh, players all over the land to understand that that taunting penalty may have cost Detroit a trip to the Super Bowl. Thanks, fellas.
1: I I forgot about that, that penalty against the Detroit Lions when they had that one. I completely forgot about that I'm trying to think, which one is he talking about? I think it was in the third quarter. When it happened, it kind of flipped everything around. Right, it was right before the – I think it was right after the fumble when Gibbs fumbled the football. And I can't – I'll, I'll – sur-
2: Oh, no, you no, – you, no, I think he's talking about um, – is he talking about the one that that uh, Gardner Johnson got? Yeah. The, I think he's talking about the one yes. Gardner Johnson got. Yes,
1: not the punting penalty, but that that's right. Yeah. The, yeah, that, that taunting penalty when they got the pick. Rodriguez gets the pick. And then he has that taunting penalty because he—I'm not taunting—he blindside block on Debo yep. that moved them back. They would have been in a better position. That was 15 yards of real estate they got moved back. So it wasn't the punting penalty; it was the taunting, the the, the blindside block penalty, and that but moved see, them back.
2: But not, but see, that didn't hurt. That didn't hurt them, in my opinion, because they still scored a touchdown following that. Okay. Right. Yeah. They, they skills Detroit still scored a touchdown after that interception. Okay. Because they they went up 21 to seven at that point. But I still thought it was stupid by CJ Gardner Johnson well, because yeah, now was. that's more plays that you have to utilize offensively sure. that you probably could have saved for another time because mm-hmm. you're 15 more yards uh, further back than, than where you originally thought you were going to be.
1: I only heard his name twice yesterday that penalty, and then when he got Heisman by Christian McCaffrey <laughs> on that run down the left sideline. Other than that, mouth, almighty, tongue, everlasting CJ Gardner, he was nowhere to be found in yep. that football game yesterday for Detroit, especially in the secondary. One of our favorites, another one of our favorites is Billy in Houston, the right Reverend Billy at 888-729-3776 on Freddie and Harry. Billy, what you got to say about Championship Sunday, my friend?
0: Hey, what's up, fellas? How y'all been, man? How y'all been? We're good. We're good. Good. First of all, first of all, Harry, uh, I was fooled by Baltimore myself, man, because Patrick O'Hones, yeah, as you always say, that boy bad. uh, (laughs) He's beyond bad. (laughs) But, but. I, I quick. I got. I, I am curious about one thing though, because this is something that's been bothering me. Um, I know Baltimore lost, and I really think that the, the fumble and also the taunting penalty probably would have changed the flow of the game and the outcome of the game. But why is no one talking about the two, um, the two offense, the two defensive pass interference penalties that was not called? One that was on the interception, even though he threw into triple coverage, it was a blatant pass interference on that. And the other one, when the guy was coming across the middle and the defensive player for Kansas City literally grabbed him and pulled him to the ground, and Lamar ended up throwing the ball. It was an overthrow. And no one's talking about that. Like uh, Mahomes and a lot of other quarterbacks, they would have got those calls. Why is, is Lamar, why does he never get them kind of calls?
2: Well, uh, listen, the referees missed it. He missed those calls. And I can't sit up here and say, like, uh, Patrick Mahomes and company will get those calls because they didn't get it Mm -hmm. against the Philadelphia Eagles, right, Mm -hmm. in primetime football. Absolutely. There there have been moments this year where just referees have missed calls, blatantly missed them, and and, and it's it's like that. But I will say this. What about the two personal foul penalties Mm -hmm. right before halftime that allowed Kansas City Mm -hmm. to go down and get a field goal before half? And if Zay Flowers doesn't have that taunting penalty— Will the Baltimore Ravens be able to punch it in right there instead of having to back up fifteen yards and now Zay Flower fumbles going into the end zone? So mm. there are a lot of things that transpired in that ball game and the Baltimore Ravens had eight penalties for ninety something yards. Yeah. That's terrible in a game of that magnitude. That means you can't keep your cool and you weren't the more disciplined football team.
1: The pick that happened with Lamar Jackson in the end zone, they weren't gonna call that penalty because he's looking back for the football. But if you're looking back for the football, trying to make a play in the football, you're not going to get that call. Now I don't know how they missed one in the middle of the field where lively yeah. turns it up the field and he got grabbed by O'Connor. I don't know how they missed that one, but that first one, you can look back for the football. Even if you make contact, they're going to call that incidental contact. You're not going to get that call. So that may have gone by the wayside, not on purpose, but according to the rules and the spirit of the game, we're going to play the game. Vein, but blame game excuse by involving the Baltimore Ravens and their QB. That's next.